have audacious faith for your business? If you find yourself having to hem and haw to answer that, then you need help. Welcome to Audacious Faith for Your Business with Don Jordan Jones. In today's show, you'll learn how to stand out from the rest of the marketplace, improve your image, and that of your business. Now, here's your host, Don Jordan Jones. Good afternoon or good evening, depending on where you are in the world. My name is Dawn Jordan-Jones, and I'm your host for Audacious Faith for Your Business. This show focuses on offering sound advice from industry experts on how to step out on faith and effectively build your business by creating a standout brand identity in a competitive market. My prayer is that by you listening each week, you'll understand the necessary steps to create the right awareness needed to increase your business and revenue. You'll learn how to set yourself apart so you can effectively reap the rewards of your hard work. Creating a business and a marketing plan, as well as executing it on a daily basis, is just as essential as having money to finance your business and keep the lights on. This is a new show on the Empowerment Channel, and we are proud to be part of the Black Friday series. Audacious Faith for Your Business can be found here on Voice America Empowerment Channel every Friday, live from 7 p.m., Eastern and 4 p.m. Pacific. I'd like to start off each, each week with a scripture and thought for the week. And while our jobs and our businesses help make our career, we know that Jesus is ahead of our lives. As long as we give him the honor and glory in all that we do and ask him to direct our path, we will re- definitely receive those promises that he has for us. This week's scripture is Ruth 1.16. Actually, this is like my favorite Actually, Ruth is like my favorite, one of my favorite script uh, uh, chapters in the Bible. Just it's one of my favorites, um, and um, I will be reading this from the Message Translation. And actually, this was the post from Lord three sixty five today. But Ruth said, "Don't force me to leave you. Don't make me go home. Where you go, I go, and where you live, I live. Your people are my people, and my God is your God." Or your God is my God, excuse me. The devotion that we hear in these words from Ruth is undeniable. Um, You can actually hear and actually sense what she meant when you either read or hear someone else speak these words. She is bound and determined to stay with her mother-in-law, Naomi. Now, if you don't know the story of Ruth, it's essentially she was married to one of the sons of Naomi and um, her husband, Naomi's husband, and both her sons died. Um, and were killed. And so uh, the other daughter-in-law that was married to the other son decided to go back to her people. But but Ruth would not leave. She wanted to stay with Naomi. Um, and because um, she had been with uh, people that did not worship God, the one living, true and living God. And she found that being by Naomi, Naomi, Naomi was teaching her about that. And she didn't want to leave that. Are we like that in our businesses? Are we determined to stick it out and make a difference, whether it be and make a difference in our community, make a difference with our customers, or make a difference for our family? Sometimes your determination may be what unlocks God's next level of blessings for you. It definitely did that for Ruth by her sticking it out and staying with Naomi. She was leaning in the field and Boaz discovered her and it ultimately ended up marrying her and giving her the life way beyond what she could have ever thought or imagined. You can find more God-inspired messages on Lord 365. That 
lord3.com. That's lord, the word three, T-H-R-E-E, the number six, the number five.com. Now you're probably wondering who this Dawn Jordan Jones is, and I will share a little bit about myself. I am Midwestern born and raised uh, raised there, uh, mixed with a little bit of Southern hospitality. I've been in sales and marketing arena for over 30 years and spent almost 20 years, a little over 20 years in radio on the sales side. I've had the pleasure of working with great companies like Pepsi, Sam's Club, Walmart, Hardee's, McDonald's, Procter & Gamble, and Walgreens. And I've worked with teams planning events ranging from 100 to 20,000. I'm the owner of 2911 Media, which is a full-service marketing company. We serve companies by assisting them in branding themselves through design, advertising, and marketing. And I'm also the creator of Lord 365, where we share God-inspired messages 365 days a year. When it comes to marketing, it's in my blood, and my hope is that I can help mom-and-pop stores to nonprofit and ministries to Fortune 100 companies shine their brightest light possible to get the message out to the public. You can build it, but if you don't tell them, they're not going to come. You can find me online through email at dawn, D-A-W-N, at 2911media, that's 29, the word 11media.net, and across all social media at the number 2, the number 9, the word 11media, that's 2911media. Enough about me. I want to get right into this. We, we need to get straight into this because I think this is going to be one of the best shows yet. This 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 woman is just beyond. I'm, I'm so excited. I'm you know, getting tongue tied. Uh, but um, this week's show, I have the pleasure of meeting her during a retreat for the Audacious Faith Covenant Partners back in December, and I was so thrilled to be working uh, beside her um, when we launched our Christ-centered community for women in business on March 5th. I'll explain a little bit more about that at the end of the show and how you can stay in tune with what we're doing. But this lady brings such a distinct power and presence when she walks in a room. She is better than E.F. Hutton because when she talks, everybody definitely listens. Suzanne is an inspired speaker, master trainer, and author. She has spoken for companies such as Direct Selling Women's Alliance and Isogenics International. She's been a presenter and trainer at the Power Networking Conference the Toronto Women's Expo, as well as Black Women Millionaire Luxury Experience. Suzanne has shared the stage with John Gray, Jack Canfield, Les Brown, and Lisa Nichols, one of my personal favorites. Actually, all of those are my favorites, to be honest. Uh, she is a creator of the Fit, Fab, and Fulfilled program. After graduating with two degrees, Suzanne was at the top of her professional game and a successful role model in her community. However, her secret shame was that she was financially upside down, physically exhausted, and in a failing marriage. The stretch, stress of maintaining the facade of her success had Suzanne on the brink of burnout, and I know a lot of us have been there. Incredibly, seven years later, Suzanne created her financial freedom in the profession of network marketing. Suzanne turned her life lessons into seven mindset mastery principles that set her on a journey to create the success and freedom she desired. She also understands that health plus wealth creates freedom. Her vision is to help all individuals condition their mind so they can develop the habits communication, and emotional mastery to experience the energy, vitality, and personal brilliance that is available to all men and women. 
through the development of wellness models and uh, courses and masterminds and retreats. Suzanne facilitates the powerful experiential learning process that encourages the development of mindset, mindset insights, habits, communication, and emotional mastery to support the change and growth. Suzanne's goal is to inspire hardworking, result-driven entrepreneurs and business professionals to create massive results while maintaining optimal health, fitness, and well-being. Suzanne Hart is the author of Leading with Character and the co-author of MLM Women with Susan Sly. She has appeared on CDs with David Wood and Stephen Covey and has been a contributing mentor to two CDs for the DSWA. Suzanne has created other Mindset Mastery programs, including Personal Mastery Blueprint and Expanding Your Comfort Zone. If you are ready to live a fit, fat, fab, and fulfilled life, join Suzanne uh, as she, a thousand people trust her to help create the Mindset Mastery. This woman is one you will want to definitely follow as she will have a lifetime impact on your life. Please welcome my guest, Suzanne Hart, as we discuss how to master your mindset. Welcome, Suzanne. Thank you, Don. I am, you know what? I am absolutely so excited to be here and, and, and thrilled to be collaborating with you as well. You know, as I sat in that room at Audacious Faith, it was powerful, the, the women that were in that room, so... Absolutely, absolutely. So, I am so excited that you're joining me this evening. Um, it, and it, I've, I've been like really antsy about it like all week um, because I really just enjoyed our time together in December and enjoyed getting to know you at the retreat because you have such an amazing story. And I know, you know, in your bio, I kind of shared some some a, a lot of kind of concrete stuff, but share with us a little bit about your journey and how you got from where you are to where you are now, where you were to where you are now. Wow. You know, well, I, I'm originally from the island of Trinidad and like many people whose families immigrate to this country, my mom's sole reason for bringing us here was that for us to have a better education, which in her mind equaled a better life. And so my sister and I became these hardworking students and elite athletes. And I call us the, the proverbial overproducers, right? Okay. Graduated with, uh, you know, seven years of post-secondary education, two degrees, and went to work in my profession, wow. which, is, which is family, individual, and group counseling, so focusing on crisis, and absolutely loved it, Don. Like, there, it, because of the, it, things happen in the moment, and that, for me, was very exciting. In my last position, I was managing one of the largest drop-ins, which is like a day shelter for women who are living on the street, women okay. who homeless, women who have addictions issues. And we saw about 100, 100 to 150 women a day. Wow. And I was in it, but not paying attention to Suzanne. So over time, I find myself losing weight. I find myself losing energy. And towards the end, I will say to you, it did not matter how much I slept. I never woke up feeling rested. Ooh, that's not good. Yeah, on the home front, we're in a marriage that's, I'm in a marriage that's failing. We are upside down financially. And I'm, I'm keeping up this facade. And I remember the day being at work and wanting to cry because I don't have the energy to move my body up four steps. 
and and I I'm experiencing mental fog, and I'm just like, I, how did I get here? Because you know, we all start with these big dreams, and then oh, yes, most definitely. We have, we have those moments where you go, how could this be my life? And so I take myself to the doctor, and Don, um, and he's running tests, and and I'm thinking, there's definitely there's got to be something wrong with me. And my he says, you're healthy. And I'm looking at him. I'm healthy. Yeah. And I'm looking at him and I'm dumbfounded. And he says the words that will forever change change my life. He said, You're healthy, but you're not well. Ooh. Uh, yeah, I, that did that landed. You're healthy, but you're not well. And as I looked at him, not knowing what to say, I was like, I don't even know what you're talking. Like, what do you mean? And what he said to me was the lifestyle that you're living, the stress and the pace of it. It's impacting your emotional health, which will eventually impact your physical health. And if things don't change, he was basically telling me, you won't make it. Wow. And as I'm sitting there, tears running down my face, I'm like, what do you do? And so I had to take a hard look at myself and came to the realization that I wasn't happy. I was working hard at looking happy and Mm -hmm. looking good and keeping up with the Joneses, but I didn't like anything about anything that I was doing. So after a, you know, just some self-reflection, I decided that everything needed to change. And and like most entrepreneurs, didn't know what to do, didn't know where to turn, but I knew where I was wasn't where I was supposed to be. And you get to the point, I got to the point, where the pain of where I was was greater than anywhere I thought I could go. So I was ready to take that leap of faith and and I started to pray and I would lay in bed and pray, God, you know, I'm too young, I'm too smart, I'm too anything for all of this. And I got a phone call from a friend and she told me about this company she thought was going to change our lives, health and wellness company. And she's talking and I'm listening and nothing is going in. So you're listening, but not hearing. I'm listening, but not hearing. And, and I, I kid you not, I, I said to her, oh, no, honey, my life is good. And I hung up. Oh. Yeah, but God works miracles, right? So yes, he does me. on a daily basis. My girl called me the next day. I told her the same thing. She called me the next day. Oh, what, that persistent friend. She called me the, seven phone calls later. She wow. Please. In a nutshell, and then she had a friend on the home, on the phone for the seventh phone call. Uh oh. He basically told me that they were not going to stop calling until I took a look, and they were going to do this with or without me. But wouldn't it be more fun to do it with me? And all I all I could think of was, what if? What if this is it? What if this is my what is this right? Mm-hmm. And so. I decide to take a look and that look became my miracle. Wow. And and I'll say to everyone listening, the miracle that we're all looking for never shows up in the package that we expect it could, because if it did, we would already have it. And it's, and it's a reminder to be open to receiving what you ask for never looks like what you want. And so mine came in the form of, of network marketing and a health and wellness company and I, I was blessed to go on this remarkable journey that totally changed everything in my life. It changed my health. It changed my finances. It changed my 
habits. It changed my mindset, but it sent me on this journey of questioning and inquiry and, and, and really a journey of looking at self-reflection and personal responsibility. And so the mindset mastery principles that I, that I talk about are really my own journey of self-discovery and taking full responsibility for my life because the learn and the aha was that I had, I had absolved myself of true responsibility for, to create the life I desired. Wow. Right. And I, and I think in so many ways we do that because we're kind of conditioned to do that. And, and we, we forget we are made to create. Absolutely. Absolutely. We are made to manifest. We are made to grow. We are made to become more. And, and I think, but we live in a society where we're conditioned to be afraid of creation, to be conditioned to be afraid of becoming more. We are conditioned to not shine too much. And, and so for me, it was really um, going on what I call this amazing faith walk mm-hmm. where I, I began to trust the brilliance that lives within me. And I know lives within you and lives within each and every one of us. And it was really beginning to understand that every adversity, every challenge was designed to have me become and be more. Wow. And that began the shift. Wow. And that was a major shift. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But the thing I, I love the most about this is that you had that one friend that would not give up on you. No. They, they were like persistent. And, um, and, and I, I just love that because, you know, had that person given up, you might have missed the opportunity mm-hmm. that changed your complete life. And here you are, you know, now, how long ago was that from a time frame? you know, from years? That was 15 years ago. Wow. It was, it was 15, no, 16 years ago. It was 16 years ago in September. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it began the unfolding of the most fantastic journey. But it was it was that phone call. And, and you know what was really interesting was I started to pray and I started to ask. And, and how I met her was her aunt was my neighbor. And her aunt was walking by and I was sitting on my stoop. And I made a comment. Now, I had lived next door to this woman probably for the past three, three years, four years prior. Never spoke to her. But <laughs> she was walking by. Mm-hmm. And she was wearing these shorts and she had these, she had beautiful legs. And I said, and I just, I just commented and said, where on earth did you get those legs? And she stopped and we had a conversation and there began the domino effect of these introductions. Right. But I truly believe that when you and I are ready, we begin to attract those people who are put in our path to create the changes. Right. Well, they say when you're ready, the teacher will appear. The and, teacher. And- yeah. And, and the cool, and oftentimes the teacher has always been there, but you're not ready. So you don't see them, mm-hmm. you don't engage with them. You'll pass them every day. You'll pass the thing every day, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And as soon as you have the awareness and the readiness, it's like, has that been there the whole time? How did I miss that? Yeah. Was I not paying attention? I think uh, sometimes we get so self-absorbed in, you know, going from A to B to C to D. 
that we forget we can go from A to M. We don't have to do all the steps in if you've got the right model or the right coach or the right situation, you can skip some steps. Um, and I think we're just so conditioned to do this and then do this and do this because I don't think we're trained or even raised, at least our age range is not trained to think outside the box as much. It's that get your education and go get a job. And, and so when different opportunities are presented to you, we dismiss it because it doesn't look like it doesn't fit in the box. Absolutely. And you know, what's beautiful about that is this whole thing that, you know, when I was suffering, right, when I was in that place and I was fully, I was suffering, suffering has you kind of have this tunnel vision. You all you're looking, you all you tend to look at is what's not working, what's going wrong, what's like just, and, and, and I remember sitting in a course and the facilitator said that suffering was an optional thing. Oh, I know. And I went optional. What? <laughs> I mean, optional. Cause I was in the height of suffering. I was in the height of my pity party. I was in the height of all that was wrong with my life. And, and, and when that was said to me, it was almost my first time I looked up and looked around and said, really? Suff suffering is optional. And what, and what they were saying to me, what was being said to me was that life bring, throws us challenges. Life comes down our street. Sometimes it runs us over. Sometimes, you know, it'll back up on us. And you're like, really? But mm -hmm. truly, suffering is the perspective to which you view that thing. So you can view it from a place of poor me mm -hmm. and why is this happening to me? Or you can view it from the perspective, and this is where I look at everything now, that this is here to teach me something. This is a learning opportunity. This is a growth opportunity. This is on purpose because everything is perfect, right? Everything's divinely inspired. And if that's the case, then this moment right here is my growth opportunity, my change opportunity. And therefore, I don't have to take on suffering. It's just how I choose to look at it. And, and as soon as I go into that place of growth, I start to open up and I start looking for answers and solutions and opportunities. And it's a whole shift. But it, for me, it was a recognition, Dawn, that that's up to me, how I choose to look at what comes down my street. And, wow. I, can, and I can look at things as, as poor me, or I can look at things as God's being intentional right now because I'm destined for more. And in order for more to be able to be held by me, I'm required to become more. And so things are put in my path for me to find a next level of myself, a new, a new version of myself, a new level of my own brilliance. And so when I started to look at things like that, Suffering became way less. It was moments. And then it was like, Suzanne, this is a growth opportunity. Let's embrace it. Wow. I, 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 I was over here just taking like mad notes. People, if you're not taking notes, um, there will be a replay available. But I'm telling you, you need to take notes on this one because there's so many really, really good nuggets. But the suffering is an optional thing. That is going to be like, I mean, that, that, I think that's a hashtag. I really do, um, because I think people choose to 
the pity party is there. It's alive and well. I'm, I'm working on a project with some folks now. Um, and uh, something, you know, there was a minor blow up yesterday. And uh, once some more information was revealed, uh, I learned that it was more of not the situation itself, but some external issues that was impacting the situation. And I was just like, okay, that person is choosing to deal with it this way. And so, you know, as me kind of, kind of gearing and kind of, kind of chairing everything, what I'm doing now is I'm looking at as trying like, okay, how can I minimize the impact of what this person's dealing with? Because it's pretty heavy, but also make sure we get our goals and objectives done. Because wow. I think it just, it's, it's, it's just, you know, having that knowledge for me shifts how I, shifts my mindset on how I deal with that individual. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, but um, but it, it, the suffering is absolutely huge um, and it's how you choose to look at it the things that come down your street that's you know we really could just close the show now past the point. <laughs> <laughs> I got my good word for the day good grief oh gosh okay so there was so much there and, and it, it, I think it's all about mindset so you know all of us get too much on our plate we get a lot of stress. How, how do you know, you kind of feel like you knew you hit the wall when, or I guess you hit the wall when the doctor said you're fine, but you're not well. Mm -hmm. What are some of the signs that somebody can look out for when they, you know, cause, cause I mean, I've dealt with, I mean, I'll be real transparent. Um, I miscarried in 2000 and shortly after that, I went through some baths of very severe depression. Now, not knowing it, and, you know, in our community, the black community, we don't talk about that stuff. No. We don't talk about it. Um, but I, fortunately, I had a very dear friend who is, um, you know, a social a social worker. Got, and, um, and, you know, I was talking to him, and he's, like, one of my best friends. We've known, I've known him for, like, 30, over 36 years. And we were talking one day, and I'm explaining. He, he's, like, okay, it was the end of September. He goes, I need you next month when the health department is doing their free tests for depression, you need to go to get one. I was like, oh, I got a mild case. He goes, no, you have severe. Because he was listening to what I was saying. So what are some of the signs that people can kind of, and now we're going way off base. Uh, <laughs> I'm talking about marketing and branding and the message. But I mean, there are signs and we want to make sure that people are aware of those because they could be very much like you were thinking, you know, I'm, I'm drowning, but I don't realize I'm drowning. So, you know, what are some of the signs that people can make sure they can start checking themselves so they know, okay, I need to make a shift. Well, I think I think the big sign for me was just being exhausted, like exhausted beyond like comprehension. Like I was I was thirty something and tired all the time. Didn't matter how much I slept, and 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 I would just look for like, could I just stay in bed today? Like I don't even need to get, want to get up. Can I just have some me time? And me time would be forever if it was up if it was up to me back then. I think that's one. I think the other one is really is mental thought, like just not being able to concentrate, focus, so on and so forth. The other one is, um, you know, when your emotions are just below the surface, someone can look at you funny and you won't cry, mm -hmm. and you're like, I don't like, why am I crying? Like they they. They, they didn't say hello and I'm, I'm like ready to, to bust out in tears. Uh, I think that was, that was another, another big one, not sleeping. The three o'clock. Oh my the, God. 
the 3 a.m. wake up is a huge one. You know, you your 3 a.m. comes and you're like, I, I just want to, I, I'm up. Why am I up? Uh, loss of appetite or the, or the, the exact op- opposite. You know, eat, eating just to numb, and I call it feeding the hole. You know, mm-hmm. just hole. There are a number of, of those things, and and you know, this is the interesting thing because stress is the most. It's everywhere, and I and I and I think it's one of the most subtle killers out there, right? Oh, absolutely. Because stress will kill you. It's the precursor. So part mm-hmm. of me, and as you get to know me, I I love language and I love understanding. What, what something is. And so when I started looking at stress, Don, I began to realize that my stress was caused by me trying to control things that were not in my control Ooh. and not accepting that they weren't in my control and spending energy attempting to control people, events, things that were not in my control. And so Wow. A big part of the work I do now is all about acceptance and surrendering, accepting and surrendering, just accepting the what so of life and surrendering to it. Because the moment I accept and surrender, I'm uh, the emotions of it tend to go away, right? So I remember when I was financially upside down, every time I would look at it or even think, consider looking at it, I would get filled with shame, blame, guilt, resentment, anger, frustration, overwhelm, all these emotions mm-hmm. because I felt out of control. But, and because I wasn't accepting of it, I was busy trying to hide. Wow. Right? Hide the situation, hide the circumstance. The moment I surrendered and just said, this is what is. Really? This is what is. And the minute I stepped into this is what is, and I actually spoke about it. The big thing that I was hiding was the thing that everybody else was dealing with. You're right? not alone. <laughs> Lack of money, mm-hmm. right? And all that stuff that was attempting to control was had no power. And and once that, that the emotional energy of feeling out of control went, I was able to sit and find solutions. What? Right. And, and so for me, what I began to realize was stop trying to, con- uh, stop looking out there and trying to control the person, the, the husband, the, 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 the job, the coworker. And you know, the, the saying, be the change. Mm-hmm. This is what you control. Suzanne, me, the person, my mindset, my thinking, my responses, I have a hundred percent control over that. So be responsible and take control of that. And so it was realizing that I could make different decisions. I could make different choices. I could do different things. I could behave better. I could, do, I could interpret things differently. There were so many things I was able to do when I chose to focus on the one thing I had control over and mm-hmm. not be so busy attempting to control the things I didn't. And once I sat in that place of surrender, it was amazing how the stress began to go away, right? And then suddenly it was like, okay, this is what is. And so for me, it was really understanding that if I was willing to be my authentic self and be transparent and just talk the real talk, one is I became way more attractive because I was actually in engagement with people because I wasn't hiding, 
Mm-hmm. I was being real, but it was so much easier. I wasn't hiding out anymore behind who I wanted to be. People actually got to know who I was, who I am, who I'm committed to being. Wow. And life became, okay, it's not perfect, but it's more fun. It's less work, right? And now I'm working on the things that matter versus spending my energy trying to manage the things that aren't going to get me anywhere other than attempting to look good. Wow. And you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. Okay. So I don't even know where to go from there. <laughs> Like, you know, you have this prepared list of questions and then it just goes off on a tangent. And this is like, and we could end the show right there. Like I said, past the plate. Um, once a person decides, okay, I'm going to accept, I'm going to surrender. You know, so they've decided to change their mindset and how they look at things or themselves or situations. You know, what is the first step or, you know, as you have the seven mindset mastery principles, what's one of the first principles that you would recommend someone to do if they're trying to start that new path? I think, I think the first one is, for me, the first one's always acceptance, right? Okay. And, you know, um, it's giving yourself grace and mercy. Mm, and, that's huge. And just surrendering and, and putting it in God's hands and just accepting, right? And, and oftentimes, you know, when I, when I sit in acceptance, I actually realize I'm right where I'm supposed to be. And there's mm-hmm. something I'm supposed to learn. There's something else so that's the first one. And giving myself grace and mercy just means giving up the conversations related to shaming myself, blaming other people, judging myself, judging others, all those hard things that we tend to do to beat ourselves up. So just giving it up. Right. The next step is to take a hundred percent responsibility or the, for what, for where you are in life. And whenever I say that, you know, um, I, I remember when the first time I thought of, okay, I've got to take a hundred percent responsibility, but I was like, but, but it must be somebody else's fault too. <laughs> that's yeah. like, that's how we think. I couldn't have gotten here by myself. But. It takes two, they say it takes two to tango. It takes yeah. two, whatever. everything. Yeah. And yes, that is true. But remember the, the thing is, is to consider what you control. Mm-hmm. And so why take responsibility for the things you have no control? Like why do you put your energy pointing at something that you can't control? So this is what I actually came to as I began to do this was when I take a hundred percent responsibility, I move from victim to the potential of being the hero in my life. Because, wow. when, because when I was the victim, what I was really saying is when, he changes, my life will change. When my boss gives me the raise, my life will get better. When the economy shifts, I will have opportunities for work and, and, and money. When this changes, and I have no control over any of those. None of it. Absolutely none of it. But when I sit in 100% responsibility, what I'm actually saying is, Suzanne, you are in your world. So put it, up, leave it, put it in God's hands. But do the work. Ask the questions. What can I do in this moment to begin to prepare for change? And the minute I started asking those questions, okay, well, maybe start looking at what opportunities are out there. I started seeking answers versus, and my energy shifted on what was possible versus who I was mad at, who I was blaming, what didn't work. I just, I, I instantly stepped into possibility. So this is, the, this is the cool thing. 
Acceptance, surrender, and 100% responsibility actually kind of gives you this blank canvas that you're now able to create from. Wow. And you start, and, and, and this is the thing, you start, when you sit in that place, you, the only thing you can do is ask yourself better questions. And a mind asked better questions will always begin to look for answers. What you said is, as far as taking responsibility for where you are, that to me is, well, there's a whole bunch that's huge. The acceptance and the grace and mercy, I think sometimes we have to, we beat ourselves up worse than anybody else could. Mm-hmm. Um, it is, and I know I'm definitely guilty, guilty of it. Uh, but when you take 100% responsibility, I think sometimes we spend so much energy on trying to fix, control, um, maneuver that if we just take 100% responsibility from where we are right here, we're not wasting all that other energy on other things that really don't matter. Because at right. the end of the day, it's just me, me and God. That's right. At the end of the day. Um, and, 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 and this is the beautiful thing, is it puts you face to face with your faith or your lack thereof. Mm-hmm. Because, because when I was attempting to control all these other things, I was not sitting in faith, right? Mm-hmm. I, was, I, need to, I need to manage everything because I'm not trusting. Ah. Right, I'm not trusting that things will work out, so I need to manage and control it. When I took a hun- when I take a hundred percent responsibility, I actually sit in faith and go, "I'm going to work on me, and I'm going to trust that things are going to happen." Right, and and for me, it was realizing that opportunities are everywhere, but if I'm not doing the work, I'm not prepared. Right. And often wow. I'm not doing the work. I can't see the opportunity right in front of me. Wow. That's powerful. That's really powerful. That's another we're gonna write that one down. <laughs> we're not, I'm gonna have to go back and listen and write more stuff down because this is I mean that I, I think that's I think that's what a lot of people sometimes miss when they're working on themselves or their business. If you're not working and continuing to work on you and make yourself a better you, you can't prepare because sometimes it's like, okay, I've got to do this, you know, simple to what we just talked about with Ruth. You know, she was working and mm-hmm. that working and being diligent and being devoted is what got her where she didn't even know she was going to go there, mm-hmm. <laughs> to be honest. You know, but God had a plan for her life. And had she just said, oh, forget it, I'm going to go back, you know, to where my people were, she would have missed all, you know, that was available to her. And, um, and so. this is the interesting thing, Don. When you look at miracles in the Bible, all the stories, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know of a miracle where someone wasn't asked to act and prepare first, right? Absolutely. If it is, pick up your mat and walk. It is touch the the, the, the hem of the garment. The hem of the garment. There has to be a preparation, an act of faith that says, "I'm ready." And I, and so for me, it was realizing that when I'm doing my work and I'm working on me, I am acting in absolute faith because I know something's coming. Right? I don't. I don't always know what it is. But I know that I, I'm responsible to, to get ready. So, so part of mastery and mindset mastery is uh, I tell everybody that the first few hours of the day 
are the hours where you do the work on you. You prepare, right? And that's, that's your health and fitness. That's your meditation, your prayer, your reading and pouring into yourself. Because the constant evolution and growth self mm-hmm. is you saying, I know there's more in here. I know I'm preparing for something, right? And our natural state and why depression, why depression and those things set in, they set in when we are resigned, right? When we are sitting in a state of resignation and we are, we have not grown, right? When I choose not to grow, not to become more and life becomes stale, I become usually depressed and because the natural state of each and every one of us is creating, right? We are designed to learn, grow, and be in creation. We are made in his image. And it is to be a cause in the world, to be creating. And when we're not creating, we are dying slowly. And that's where those, those emotions that are not so good set in because we're not living and growing and expanding. We're doing the exact opposite. And we're sitting in this place of resignation and I can't. And, and that's when those emotions that we, that are so heavy on us set in because we're heavy. We are not in, we're not, we're not doing that faith walk, if you will. That's powerful. I, I honestly think we're not doing what God put us here to do. We're doing him a disservice. We're, we're, um, we're definitely doing him a disservice. And, and I think that's what I think if people really understood that mindset um, and, um, and, and walked more of it out, you would have less people doing some of the things that they're doing. Um, you know, and, and it takes, it takes a shift. It definitely takes a mindset shift. Okay. And now, go ahead. I was going to say, and that is why we have um, those, those things that they say hindsight is twenty twenty, right? Mm-hmm. We can turn around and we can see the path and we can say, Oh, I understand why that happened. Right. But but faith is not hindsight. Mm-mm. Faith is like no sight really. <laughs> really. It's like I can't see. I'm just gonna continue to walk. So yeah. Okay. Um I know when we talked, um when we met, you have an aunt and I learned that you have this or knew actually knew about the retreat and then I walk into the retreat. Or knew about your retreat. I saw it on Facebook and things like that when you were marketing it. And then I walk into the retreat. I'm like, wait a minute, that's her. <laughs> I saw you on Facebook. Um, so uh, tell us a little bit about that retreat and, and um, you know exactly what people get out of that. Oh, the retreat. I I call it a it's a fabulous experience. Mm-hmm. And um, experience designed to have people reconnect with self and I, and my goal when you leave is that you you've fallen madly in love with yourself yet again right and so most people come because they are not taking care of their health and fitness um so they want to reconnect reset around and it's often weight loss energy sleep just self-care those things mm-hmm. so oftentimes when people come the expectation is that we're going to do boot camps and exercise and whatever and truly it is a converse conversation about 
what do you see for your life and who are you required to be around your health and fitness and self-care and self-respect in order to be at cause of that thing. And what most people begin to realize is that how they have been caring and respecting themselves will not carry the vision that they have for their life. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, and because they are, their vision, and they are the foundation of the vision, they begin to realize how important self-care is. And, and, my, and my goal is for people to really understand that your health and fitness, my health and fitness, is the most intimate relationship we'll have with ourselves. Mm-hmm. And it is a reflection of self-respect, self-care. Right? Mm-hmm. And, and so when you and I say, I don't have time to eat, I don't have time to exercise, I don't have time to sleep, I skipped meals, my thing is really think about that in, the, in relationship to your self-love, your self-respect, and your self-care. Right? You don't have time to take care of you, you can't take care of anything else. Right. And then translate it into business. Right. Translate it into how people may be treating you because I and you model how we expect to be treated. Mm-hmm. And if I'm not taking care and respecting me, why would the marketplace, why would people, why would other people respect me if I don't even have the time to do it? Wow. So it That's powerful. Isn't it? It, it is. And so it really is getting present to how important we are in the world and how honoring yourself, myself, is such great and important work, particularly as women, mm-hmm. but also as, as men. And just honoring ourselves is that thing that we're required to do. And so the retreat is really around getting uh, having people shift their focus when it comes to this thing called health and fitness. And I go, it's health, fitness, wellness, mindset, and really begin to take it Look at it from, this is my self-respect and my self-care and my self-love. That's what it really is. Wow. Now, I mentioned earlier, uh, now, when are, real quick, when is your retreat? So people can be on the lookout for it. So I know it's... it's we, th- this year, we are leaving um, in a week. So it's the 11th till the 18th. Oh, wow. So it's like right around the corner. <laughs> okay. We are going to the beautiful Dominican Republic. We're spending... Um, a full week together and doing and having the most amazing conversations, fantastic meals, full luxury experience, um, doing some fun adventures. And it really, it really is around, um, particularly entrepreneurs and hardworking businesses coming together and okay. understanding the importance of self-care. Okay, great. Okay. So we'll be definitely be on the lookout for it. Sounds like it's too late to make it this year, but definitely next year. <laughs> Take a look. Okay. Now I mentioned earlier, you're a covenant partner with Audacious Faith, and we're a Christ-centered community for women entrepreneurs to help grow in faith and business. Share a little bit about how you will be helping the women about Audacious Faith when we kick off on March 5th. I think for me, uh, I it will be all around mindset um, and mastering our mindset. And when I when I speak to mindset, I'm speaking about uh, mind, body, and soul, with a mindset of self-care, self-love, self-respect, 
I am speaking to habits. Okay. Really understanding that you and I, how we show up in the world is a sum total of our habits expressed over time. Right? I'll say that again. It's a sum total of all our habits and is, is how we're known expressed over time. So a great example is if you're someone who's constantly late, the world will know you as the person who's late and possibly unreliable, no matter how skilled, gifted, talented you are. And the question is, how is that habit maybe undermining my progress in business? So we, so I really unpack habits. Um, and then, and then the other one is, is thinking and emotional mastery. So things happen in life every day. As I said earlier, life comes down my street, your street. The question then becomes, how do we live in the face of those emotions so that we keep moving towards our goal? So do my emotions determine my behavior or do my choices do? Or do I choose? So in other words, does my external environment determine how I feel or do I choose how I'm going to feel in each moment, what I'm going to do? And that is so powerful because you know as an entrepreneur, it is like this. Mm -hmm. And if your highs determine your happiness and your lows determine your sorrow, that's a horrible roller coaster. That, that's not a fun place to be. I, I was like that earlier in my sales career. And it was just kind of like, it was going great. It was great. And it's not, oh no. Yeah. Got to even it out. Got to yeah. even it out. So it's learning, it's learning how to manage how you are in the face of the highs and in the lows so that you can actually be that even, even person. And then the final one is communication mastery. And we create through our language. And, it's, and I had to get real present to how my communication was impacting and influencing the world, but more importantly, how it was impacting and influencing me. Your words. Right? Power of my own language mm -hmm. and so my 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 desire is to really invite people to be reflective and to really master themselves because uh, a person who's able to master themselves is sitting in this place of personal leadership and the bet the more effectively I lead myself the more influence and impact I have in the world and absolutely and, and, and the reason why is that there's not many people that have a level of mastery that you just go, oh, my gosh, mm -hmm. I just want to be like that. Like, I, I'm, I'm reading Michelle Obama's book. I love that. I love lady. the book. I, I, I just love her. Like, just love mm -hmm. her. And, and, and it's not her title. It's not her. It's, it's who she is in the world. It's how she shows up. It's her authenticity. Yes, yes. Very much so her willingness to say what she wants. It's the fact that she had those eight years, not a scandal, not a thing, not a, the woman has a level of mastery that you're just like, oh. I want that. <laughs> and, and, and she's not perfect. And so we, we, I look at her and I just go, oh my goodness, I'm in awe. And so I would follow her. Mm -hmm. That's what influence is. And it's created not by her title, but who she is, because she shows up day in, day out. That's my goal. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much. I can't even, there's so much we unpacked here and we didn't even get through half the daggone questions again. I think I come up with too many questions for our guests because we start talking and just, it, this is great. So thank you so, so much, um, Suzanne, for um, sharing uh, a little bit with us about the Mindset Mastery. Now, um, 
everyone, you've heard me talk about the Christ Center community uh, for women. Um, it's a business community to help grow your faith and your business while divinely connecting you with other women across the globe where we can collaborate and not compete. We are excited that we're gearing up for our launch on March 5th. This community will have coaches and business matter experts to help you grow your business into what God has ordained it to be. We will be launching soon, so if you want to learn more and you want to sign up to receive announcements about Audacious Faith, you can go to the website myaudaciousfaith.com forward slash dawn, and you'll get it'll be kept up to date with um, updates um, when we get ready to launch. Suzanne, I want to truly thank you for um, being my guest here um, and sharing with us a little bit about how to master your mindset. But I think we got way more than that. Um, so um, I love when we get those bonuses. You've definitely been a gracious guest and we learned so much. Share with, people how, share with us how people can get in touch with you. Um, well, if you're on Facebook, you can follow me at Suzanne. Um, you can also find me at Fit, Fab, and Fulfilled. Dot com and we actually have a beautiful um, health and fitness quiz and it oh, really, awesome yeah yeah and it really is around um, having people get present to how they're communicating with themselves around their self self-care and uh, so it's a beautiful quiz and then you get a free giveaway of a chapter of the of, of my book and oh, awesome. Um, and it just and and so depending on how you answer the quiz is what chapter of the book, what section of the book you get. So we want you to. I like it. that. I know. I like. I want to take that quiz. <laughs> get to look at the piece that really pertains to you around your your health and fitness, and the whole thing is to connect it back to our business, right? Okay. Awesome. And, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you so much. Um, thank you, everyone, for tuning in to Audacious Faith for your business. I'm truly honored to share this time with you. Next week, I'll be welcoming Erica D. James, CEO, keynote speaker, and trainer. And she's the CEO of the Convergence Center out of Raleigh, North Carolina. She'll be sharing with us how to live your, the life of your God-given dreams. If you want to connect directly with me, you can email me at dawn at 2911media.com. That's 2911media.com. Or you can reach me through all social media at 29the11media. Until next week, keep pressing towards your goals and always step out on your audacious faith. You've been listening to Audacious Faith for Your Business with Don Jordan Jones. We hope to have you tune in again for another edition next Friday, 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. This week, how will you stand out? <laughs>